You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I'm going to start with an email that was sent to me from Marissa. And I think you'll like kind of the topic of this because she's really asking a question ultimately about gyms in her area that don't feel like they meet her needs. They And she's a trainer. She's a new trainer. So let's just get in. Let's just read the email and then we'll get it figured out. It says, hi, Dr. Richie, as a newly certified personal trainer with NASM, I wanted to thank you for the amazing podcast that you do. I've learned a ton. Uh, it was it was all caps with a bunch of exclamation marks. So reading it appropriately. If you have time to answer my question, I would very much appreciate it. Now that I'm ready to start helping people specifically lose weight, coach on nutrition and get people into shape, I find that I really don't connect with the gyms around my area. I went to interview, I went to a few interviews and got offered a job at every single one of them, but there was always something lacking, such as a level of professionalism, scheduling. I have kiddos, uh, I've heard managers talking bad about other businesses, uh, all such a turnoff. So I wanted to go out on my own. The problem is, who can I turn to for advice or if I need some guidance with a client? Is there such a service? I love working with a team, but I have such high expectations of customer service and professionalism that I really don't see anymore. Anyway, thank you. You are truly an inspiration. Again, all caps, bunches of exclamation points. Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Thank you so much for your questions. And and I want to say this. This is very important to me because early on in my training career, I certainly didn't have kids, but I had some priorities. And I found it very hard to always give up my time because I was the new guy. Uh, and then I became a manager and I realized that that's how it goes, right? So when I became a manager, I was like, well, the people who have been here do get priority over that. And the new people have to earn their stripes and they have to do some of the harder work, but you have kids. So uh, the truth of the matter is when somebody says, hey, we're willing to hire you, but, right, then, and it doesn't work for you when it when it comes to you being a parent, then in many cases, that's an impossibility. It's not even difficult to contend with. That's an impossibility. So when it comes to drop-offs at school and pick up from school, or if that's not even where you are yet, you have young children and there's no pickup and drop-off for school. What about in the summertime when there is no pickup and drop-off from school? So all of this becomes very challenging, which makes it really nice to be a personal trainer when you have your feet already underneath you and you can schedule clients on the times that you have available. That's a great thing about this job. The hard part about the job is you got to do all the other work to get to the point that you have the freedoms that you got into the job with for the first place. So the challenge is real. Uh, also, I've had several managers in my career that I was not the happiest with. And there were some who would speak bad about trainers and their lack of fitness or their size. 
sometimes they would speak poorly about the members. Sometimes they would speak poorly about other gyms, which, you know, all of these go into some of some kind of character things that I don't believe that the institution that they worked for would condone. But there are people at the helm of these gyms that work for a larger group or an institution that um, that kind of have more freedoms because people aren't looking over their shoulders to make sure that they're treating everyone with respect. And that is unfortunate. So uh, it stinks. I, I will freely acknowledge that working in some gyms and not being in the environment that you want to be in. Now, when it comes to working with the kids and your time, that's you can only do what you can do. When it comes to working at a place that may not be the most professional, that it may not be the best fit, it may not be the most comfortable, let me say this. Uh, not everybody's first job is their best job. And I don't mean to say if you are so uncomfortable that you don't feel you should do this, then maybe you shouldn't do this. But you have a lot of latitude and a lot of freedom, but you also have a voice to help change the way other people speak in your presence, uh, if nothing else. And that is, I think we should have respect for all people. And so if you don't like this trainer because their size, then you're not any better than that person. Uh, if you don't like the members because of their size, maybe you should work at a gym that only hires certain types of, or only accepts memberships from certain types of people. But as long as the dollars are green and uh, they are here, you need to leave your bigotry and your bias and your attitude on the other side of that because they are here. And honestly, I find an absurdity built in with that when people kind of marginalize people of different sizes, particularly larger people. And they say, uh, they look down on them at the gym when these are the people that are probably more uncomfortable coming to the gym anyway. And it's because of you. It's because of that attitude. And that's, so vile. It's so inappropriate. It's so uncomfortable. Shout out to uh, to Joey Swole, who is uh, some guy on Instagram I started following recently-ish. And I I applaud every one of his videos because he is, he is definitely done with people in the fitness industry and people that are trainers and people recording themselves at the gym. They're just done with, uh, you know, complaining and and Oh man, I almost said some complaining. Let's stop it. Complaining and complaining about people walking into their videos or that somebody's not as strong as me. And look, I'm going to do this right next to them. And it's just wrong. It's wrong. And so uh, I appreciate the rightness of his posts. He is the uh, he's the soapbox that I wish that I could be oftentimes on social media. So shout out, big man. Uh, the other thing is not. And, and I mentioned it already, but not all your first jobs are going to be your favorite jobs. And uh, I do believe that there is a place for you if the environment is 
tolerable, not your favorite, but tolerable, for you to step in and learn the ropes a little bit, uh, to start to build your client base, to, to make it easier for you initially knowing that there is a pool of people interested in fitness. You know they are because they're only bringing in, the, you're only training people that are members at that gym. And so people are coming to that gym and then you have a pool of what we used to call opportunity. So every person that's a member at that gym is an opportunity for you to work as a personal trainer. So you have a lot of opportunity. Now, as you also may know, I am a huge fan of going out on your own because I own several gyms that cater to trainers that work independently, that train independently. Uh, and, and you go on to say that you want to go out on your own. The problem is, who can I turn to for advice if I need some guidance with a client? Is there such a service? Well, um, I'm going to I'm going to toot my own horn here a little bit. Uh, I can. If uh, you would like to reach out to me, you can do so. I, I do some mentorships and consultation calls with people. I'm happy to talk to you about some of the things that I think would be very helpful. But in the context of what we're doing right now, I think that working at a corporate gym or in some instances where you are, it may not be a corporate gym. It may just be uh, Jim's gym or Jane's gym. And you're working at somebody's gym. It's just a small gym. Uh, maybe they put down other people because they're insecure about their ability to produce and their numbers aren't doing great. Uh, and maybe they need a trainer like you. Maybe they need an energy like you, but what you also need is um, to learn, you need to learn the ropes. And I think working at a gym before you go independent is nearly a necessity. It's, it's vital. I've known two people in my years of training that I know of that started out independent and that's just what they they did for years. Just became an independent trainer, did not start working at a gym, just started working independently. And they were able to make a living and start building their business pretty quickly so they can maintain independence. Another thing you can do <clears throat> is a little double dipping. So maybe you don't want to spend as much time at that gym, but you are trying to learn the rope. So do that. Pick the the lesser of all the evils that had offered you a job, the one that you don't have to sacrifice your children time, but they're willing to have you at the times that you can commit to. And work there. Work there. Um, and then once you start to get a little footing, don't be afraid to acknowledge that you don't think it's right for to down talk other gyms. I don't think it's right to do this. Now there's a lot of, there's a lot of alpha energy in gyms. And, uh, uh some of that comes from insecurities. Uh, I'm not, you can't just be straight up alpha because you're the smartest, right? Like, and that's, a, that's not a knock to, to any alphas out there. I'm just saying like, it's not an intellectual argument. It is a feeling of threatened. Like I'm threatened a little bit. And, these other gyms are doing well. And so you're going to talk bad about the other gyms. Um, that's unnecessary. And I agree with you. I would feel uncomfortable being on the other end, receiving that. 
but that is that is some posturing that they are probably initially pointing out uh putting up there and maybe not who they truly are when you get to know them and uh if that is who they truly are then this is the other part the double dipping so you are you're going to meet people at the coffee shop and you're going to meet people uh, out and about, and you're going to start your newsletter and you're going to start reaching out to people in your area. You're going to start going independent and however you're going to do that, whether that's a home gym, if there's an independent gym around you, if there is an outdoor area that you can do. And remember, if you start with outdoors and you do this in public parks and public spaces like that, then you will uh, every municipality requires it. They will require you get some type of permit, and they are usually not expensive. You will also need to get your own insurance, your own trainer's insurance, in case anything happens, a liability, that you can cover uh, any types of litigation that may come your way. you got to be aware of those things. And then what? You start building your business on the side. Still go to your job at the at the place that you don't love, but... It's a place for you to learn and to experience and to grow and to grow out of, right? So the expectation is you're going there to take what you need and that you will be growing out of that place within six months, within a year. And it, trust me, those people don't expect much more than that because most trainers don't last more than six months to a year. Most of it's because they find training to be too difficult. They find the sales of training, getting people on board, because people want to train. They don't want to sell personal training. And so if you're the person that just thought you would join a gym and you would get clients, that's not the way the world works. So realize it's going to be much harder outside of a gym then it will be inside of the gym with all of that opportunity walking around. Now you got to work outside of the gym where you don't know who people are and if they're into fitness. And so now you're, you're starting to go into your networking meetings and expand in a way that may put you even more outside of your comfort zone than old Billy talking about uh, how much he doesn't like the gym across the street. So uh, there are pros and cons to your job, to any job. What, what, what do I think you should do? Do you, do I think you should go independent? I think you can. That is a, a wild challenge that for a beginning trainer, but it's a, a challenge if you're willing to take and you've got somebody else. So Marissa, let's, uh, if you have a, a husband who is able to support you in the process while you build great. If that's not the case. And this isn't Marissa specifically. Y'all, I'm talking to y'all. All right. Um, that if you don't have that, then you got to earn a living first and then be plotting. Be plotting. What's my next move? Where's my next amount of growth? How do I build my own business? How do I grow out of it? Can I start to train people in their houses? Can I start to set up something in my house where people can come to? Can I do outdoor classes? Can I open my own gym? These are all things to con uh, pontificate and to consider to find out, you know, is that gym, it's not right for you. There are options and uh, there are ways to explore what's out there and where to move next. Now, I, I do mentorship. And so if you want to reach out to me and do some mentoring on your what's next, 
I'd be more than happy to to do that with you. Also, uh, all y'all, reach out to me. You can hit me up at rick.richie at nasn.org, or uh, you can hit me up, DM me on Instagram at dr.rickrichie, and I'd be happy to help. Y'all, thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family, and um, and I appreciate these questions. So for those of you who have questions and you want to reach out, please do so. I'd be more than happy to, to respond to you or what I did to Marissa. Marissa, I don't think I answered your email. I waited three weeks and put it up on a, a video. So I'm uh, not a video on a, on a podcast. So thank you so much for doing that. And uh, as you go through, and there are challenges in any job, there are challenges in fitness jobs too. And uh, I, I encourage you to see those challenges and know that your first job isn't what your life is going to be like in perpetuity, but it is nice to, to jump in somewhere and start to learn the ropes. Okay. Um, with that being said, keep inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.